For the first time since he took over in 2020, there's been some concerns about Jeff Halfley's recruiting. I'm going to tell you why that's all just nonsense here on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. Happy Friday. This is AJ Black, everyone. Now, on today's show, we were originally planned to have John Garcia. I have to admit, I had an issue with my computer, and I was not able to get him onto today's show. But you want recruiting news? That's what you came here for today's show. I got you covered. Now, I've seen on the boards, you know, there's message boards all over the place. Yeah, cheap plug, maroonandgoldforums.com. That's my message board. I hope you guys all just take a choice. Uh, uh, a decision, make a decision and join it. But I'm looking at BC's recruiting for the class of 2023. And I've heard a lot of buzz from people that are like, yeah, it's not as good as 2021. It's not as good as 2022. And, you know, I'm not as concerned. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm looking at the recruits that Boston College is targeting. And I'm saying, yeah, Boston College has a class of committed kids that I'm like, okay, I can see where your concerns are. If you look at the offers Boston College has out there, and the, not not just the offers, the the players that BC is in good shape with, you'll see why I'm not that concerned. So the first question is, right, where's the four stars? You had Bubakar Traor, a defensive tackle from Catholic Memorial. He was a four-star, top 100 recruit. He already decommitted. He's ending up with Notre Dame. Yeah, you lose that. That stings. You still have Jaden Skeet. He is a four-star wide receiver. You have him already locked in. And depending on what recruiting service, he's, he's a four-star. But every single position Boston College is attacking in the transfer portal, they are hitting on with borderline four-star recruits. Let me just give you a couple names that I've been looking at. Now, just on Thursday night, there was Zachary Toby, who's a three-star defensive back from Florida. Now, Florida, that always gets my attention. Three stars, you could have three stars that have UMass and MAC offers. Yeah, you're not too impressed by this. Listen to this kid's offers. He's got offers from... Iowa State, Arkansas, Tennessee, UNC, Nebraska, Mississippi State, Louisville, UN, uh, sorry, Kentucky, Cincinnati, Purdue, West Virginia, and Illinois. That, that to me, is borderline four-star for me. And that is a recruit you want to land. And so you have these types of players all over the roster. You know, you have other players from major programs and those kids are big-time recruits, too. Even if they're only a three-star, even if their their offer list isn't as impressive as you'd like, building those pipelines, too, as I've said, I've, I praise this all the I mean, I preach this all the time here on Locked On Boston College. St. John Bosco to Lipscomb Academy in Tennessee to any school in Texas. Who cares what school it is? Get those recruits from Texas. You're doing good things. And so, yeah, their recruiting ranking isn't as high as last year. But you know what? I, I praised their, their ranking last year. But to be honest, there's a little bit of it that they just loaded up on recruits real quickly. And that kind of bloated their recruiting ranking. 
Not to say that last year's class wasn't anything special. It was special. I'm just saying, yeah, when they were ranked like 13th, it was because they have like 24 recruits. Things in the recruiting world have slowed down. It isn't as frenetic as it was during COVID. So Jeff Halfley can slow roll this. He can get the guys to come in. He can build those bonds. He can develop those relationships with him, his staff, and his players. That's important. And that's why BC's at seven recruits. I would honestly, with some of the recruits that BC has out there, I would be worried if BC was hanging around like 17 or 18. You know, last year they were probably at like 15 to 18 recruits at this point because that's the way it was going during the COVID stuff. It's different now. It is very different. So just relax, lower your expectations in terms of time-wise. There's plenty of time between now and the start of the season. And I'm sure Jeff Halfley probably wants to have his class, you know, mostly wrapped up by the time the season starts. But there's going to be kids out there, too. They're going to want to make their decision during their senior year. They want to make their decision after their senior year. Believe me, Jeff Halfley will have those recruits, uh, those scholarship positions in hand if that happens. Now, in our second segment, we're going to continue talking about recruiting, and I'm going to talk about a new regulation that could be coming down uh, about scholarship limits and the uh, it turning into a potential unlimited um, bank for each school. I'll tell you why it's a lot of hubbub, and I'm not too worried about how it'll impact Boston College. Now, let's talk about Built Bar. Enough singing. Let's let's get into Built Bar because it's my favorite protein bar because it's 100% covered in chocolate and it is absolute deliciousness. Now, imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing that it was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That is what it's like to eat a birthday cake pop from Built. I just received my birthday cake puffs and I've never had anything like this before. They're available right now and we can't promise that they will be there tomorrow, so we go get them today at built.com and if you haven't tried the puffs i'll let you in on a little secret because that's what friends do a chocolate covered marshmallow protein bar yeah you heard me delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100 chocolate so get your birthday puff at built.com and make sure to use promo code lock 15 when you head on over again i'm telling you you need to go to built.com right now and use promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at built.com now, thank you for making Locked On Boston College your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On NBA Big Board, hosted by Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board Newsletter, who is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA draft. Mock draft, player drafts, and of course, big boards. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. It's been a busy week this week. With all this talk about ACC changing their divisions, there's been all this talk about the ACC and how they're going to manage uh, their their new world that's going on where it's basically the SEC, the Big Ten, and everybody else in terms of their TV rights deals and how a, uh, Jim Phillips is going to attack that. But one of the new regulations that's going to probably pass in the next couple of weeks is the, the potential that schools are going to get unlimited scholarships. Uh, for their football teams. Right now, schools are allowed 85 scholarships per school. With this new regulation, a school could legitimately just pile up as much talent as they want. Now, I've seen a lot of folks online that see that and go, well, that's the end of parity because Alabama, Ohio State, and USC and Texas are just going to stockpile, you know, 100 great players. 
And I get that. I get your concern because you, the initial gut reaction is, oh, gosh, these schools that have unlimited budgets are budgets that are bloated compared to what a school like Boston College, Wake Forest, or Duke might have is scary. And I'm not going to deny that is scary. But I am here to talk you off this ledge because I think there is a little bit of this like knee-jerk reaction to that. But in the end, there's going to be a return to some normalcy because of this. Because I don't think it's as bad as you think it will be, right? So here's what I'm thinking. Right now, a school like Alabama, Ohio State, they basically get all the players that they want to get. And the they get them and they stockpile them. You know, they get, you know, four-star, five-star, 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 over and over again until their roster is filled. They do that over and over again for every recruiting class. They get their 25. They fill up their 85 roster with that. Now, if this was to change, say that Alabama could go up to 100 players, would a four-star recruit that is now, you know, player number 95 really want to go to Alabama instead of going to a school like UNC, Florida State, Boston College, a school that will allow them to play. Because your roster can get huge. It doesn't mean that you're going to play. So I think there's a little bit you need to kind of think about here. There's going to be players that are going to see the maroon and, uh, you know, the crimson and and white and and say, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to Bama no matter what. And you know what? Those dudes were never going to go to Boston College in the first place anyways. They were never going to be an Eagle, so who cares? It's not it's no different than it was five, you know, the last 30, 40 years. It's the same it's the same problem, right? But those players, say a player like Harold Landry or AJ Dillon, you know, got courted by Bama cuz Bama's now like, "Well, we got all the uh, scholarships we want. We've got all this SEC. We're flush with money. Why doesn't he come here?" A.J. Dillon is a smart player. He's going to look at that and go, okay, if I go to Alabama, I'm going to be behind Derrick Henry, uh, Trent Richardson. You know, like, he's going to go through the list and go, there's like six running backs here that are all going to play in front of me. Why don't I go to a school where I can play? Harold Landry would do the same thing. I'm sure this isn't going to change all that much. There will be a few players that will do that. But in terms of that piece, I think that the bigger schools, they're, you know, they, they have, they're flush with enough talent up and down their roster that they don't need to worry about that kind of stuff. I don't think it's going to change all that much. Now, for Boston College, I think the other question is, will BC increase their scholarships? And that's a bigger question. I think that's fair to ask. Like, would Boston College get extra recruits? Would they be able to afford it? Well, I think that all will depend on the ACC deal. If the ACC can renegotiate their media deal and bring in more money, that more money will then translate to more revenue and the school can pay for more scholarships. I think the B- I think BC's athletic department would argue that they could afford a few more because, you know, they have this extra influx of cash, right? Oh yeah, that would make sense. They could then go out and get a few players. I don't, I, I just, I have a hard time seeing schools that have, um, you know, other programs to, to bring in. They have a smaller athletic budget bringing in more football players. But you never know if, if BC gets more money, if, say their ticket sales start to go up, their revenue starts to go up, that would be, that would make sense. And for the folks out there that are saying, and I've seen it on Twitter, like, oh, they have an endowment of a, you know, $40 billion. 
That's not what the endowment's for. You know, fiduciary like responsibility with that. They can't just go out and just use that for whims on their football program or building a stadium. That's not what an endowment is for. You have to be specific about what you use it for. And it's not for athletics. It has to be earmarked for athletics as part of an endowment. So it's not going to be that. Okay. So in our final segment, I want to look at um, one of the biggest issues hitting college football this offseason, which is this crazy uh, tornado that is the transfer portal. And I have one solution that I saw on Thursday for fixing this problem. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of their latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering info from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. I'm looking forward to a big weekend of looking at some baseball spreads and you know what? When I go to betonline.net, it's so easy to look at, find what you need to do, and make your wager. It's that simple. So head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Head on over to BetOnline, where the game starts. This is Locked On Boston College AJ Black on Monday show. On Monday show, excuse me. It will be Mondays with Mitch. Mitch Wolf will join us again to talk more about Boston College football. You want to make sure that you hit subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, you know, over the last two years, the changes to the transfer portal has caused inepro- uh, um, you know, immeasurable changes to the landscape of football. And you've seen massive game-changing players switch jerseys with no penalty because they are allowed to. Um, going from teams like Jameer Gibbs to Alabama or Caleb Williams from Oklahoma to USC. And they don't need to sit out. They don't have to do any of this kind of stuff. And that change has really caused a, you know, fundamental shift in the way college football is. And for one part of me, I think that's okay. But, you know, players should be able to do whatever they want. It's their life. They're not getting paid at this point, you know, up until this year. And I think that that's okay, right? Like, these kids are, you know, 18, 20-year-olds are getting seduced by, not seduced, not the right word, but lured in. That's not even the right word either. You know what I mean? Like, they're they're getting brought into a program. And sometimes things change. Coaches leave. They're not, they're not given what they're promised, so they go and move on. And I, I personally don't have an issue with that. I know some of you do, and that's okay. You're, you're entitled to your opinion, right? However, the stuff that really irks me is Exhibit A, Jordan Addison, Exhibit B, Zay Flowers. Now, Zay Flowers stuck with Boston College, and Jordan Addison is, is still in the portal, but it's this whole in, inducement or in, in, uh, insight and um, dragging a player from their current player into the transfer portal with money. That kind of luring a player away and be like, hey, you're going to get, like with Zay Flowers, $600,000 if you come to whatever school was the one that was offering him. Jordan Addison, come to USC, Texas, or Alabama. That stuff, you know, they're not employees, so they shouldn't have to, but it's a business, and there needs to be some regulations around this business. And first of all, the first thing that needs to happen is I think these players should be treated like employees. They should be paid 
like a flat, you know, like they should be paid like a, like a, a, like a wage. Right. And it should be pretty uniform so that they're getting paid and that should happen. But this, this NIL switching because of, of money, there needs to be a, a, a bigger change. And I think it needs to be going back in time a little bit to fix this. How do you fix that? The, the toothpaste is out of the tooth, the tooth, uh, out of the tube already. Right. So what do you got to do? You gotta, you gotta go back to the one-year waiting period on transfers. That's going to immediately eliminate that lure of being, you know, dragged by boosters to another school. That will get players to think twice before, like, okay, I want this, you know, forty thousand dollar difference, but I have to sit a year. It kind of levels the playing field. It's not punishing the players, but it does kind of even it a little bit, right? I love the transfer portal. I loved how, you know, it's brought Phil Jerkovic. It's brought some other things. I think, however, it needs to go back to the way it was. Sit a year, you can play. Because I think that's the only way you're going to save this from happening. Because all throughout college football right now, stories are just coming out one after another of these NIL collectives there aren't even schools that are just trying to drive up prices to bring players to their program. And there you know I want to see players get paid, but this whole system right now and it's not the players fault. I'm not saying that that's their fault. It's the NC it's absolutely the NCAA's fault because they did nothing for years and now they're trying to be reactive about it. But I think we need to. I think the the the, the uh, college football itself needs to go back a little bit here, because if they go back and make a player sit, like look at Jordan Addison, right? Perfect example. He's getting paid at Pitt. He pulled him. You know, he allegedly uh, made this idea, you know, of going to the to college football, you know, another school, because he wanted to drive up his NIL price, right? Well. He is like NFL ready now. And would he choose to stick with Pitt or go get an extra seventy or $80,000 to go play at USC, but he has to put off his football career for one year? You know, it seems a little bit, let's, um, you know, draconian in, in terms of making a player wait. And again, I don't, I hate doing that. But until we get until the NCAA and all these schools get this NIL stuff under wraps, figure out how to do it, this is the only option that they have. Because I've heard also like people saying, Well, you just ban the boosters from paying them. That I'm telling you, that is never gonna be the answer because boosters are gonna figure out ways to get around that. They are you know, boosters for you know, the last sixty years have been able to finagle different financial situations to make players get paid. And so, uh, you know, trying to regulate boosters is, is, is foolish. It's, it's a, it's a pointless endeavor. It's never going to happen. It's never going to work. What you need to do is figure out a way that you can kind of adjust how eligibility works, right? Because that's what it's all about. And it may have another added impact to that, which we I can't think of right now. Maybe players will just be like, screw this, I'm going to go to the NFL. But I think as well that it may also um, improve college football. Now, some of the things that they're looking out, out as for as well is, 
you know, transfer portal windows. I love that idea. I do not like, you know, that players can just transfer from all 365 days a year, then get a waiver and play. Make them make a decision quick, right? Like if you're on a team and you're like, oh, this isn't the right team, you know at the end of the season that this is not the right team. Or at the end of spring practice, like, oh, I am never going to crack the two deep. I should probably transfer. Not, oh, it's June and, you know, Billy BMW wants me to go play for, um, you know, Auburn and he's already given me $300,000 and that's the reason why I'm going. So that piece might also kind of tweak a little, little bit. Uh, but, the, you know, this is all in the NCAA when it all comes down to it. This whole issue is N the NCAA's fault. And I think that's another conversation is that I don't think the NCAA is going to be much more involved in in college football in like 10 years. I think it's going to be all gone. It's going to be college football playoffs with these other conferences kind of going rogue. And hopefully BC will be on the right end of that because I, I, if they're on the outside of that – Look forward to Locked On Boston College as we talk about games against UMass and UConn. I'm not looking forward to that. I think they'll figure it out. BC's in a good program that has history. It's also in a, a major metropolitan area. I think they'll be okay, but we'll have to wait and see. All right, this is AJ Black. Again, we will see you all on Monday for another show. Thank you all for listening. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're listening on Apple or Google or whatever podcast app you're listening to, give us a five-star review. It really does help. Thank you all, and have a great weekend. Take care.